Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. A part of me has always been drawn to the no pain, no gain mentality. The idea that if you're not actively engaged in effortful activity, nothing is happening. But I've come to appreciate that gains don't always happen when we're in the midst of an activity. I've learned, for instance, that muscle growth doesn't happen during a workout, but between workouts, when we're in recovery mode. Hence the importance of proper nutrition and sleep to help our bodies recuperate. And as it turns out, learning might be enhanced by the right kind of rest as well. Where instead of feeling guilty about breaks and time away from your instrument, maybe you could be looking at rest periods as a way to maximize the learning that takes place in practice sessions, lessons, rehearsals, and performances. Of course, it's important to note that not all rest activities are created equal. And so there's one rest activity in particular that may help you learn more effectively. And what is that activity exactly? Well, a group of researchers in the Netherlands conducted a study of 222 young competitive junior level athletes to see if there were specific factors that separated the national level athletes from the more elite international level athletes. In particular, they were curious to see what differences might exist in how effectively the athletes were able to guide their own learning processes. Previous research suggests that self-regulated learners, who are better at planning, monitoring, and evaluating their performances, are likely to attain a higher level of performance than learners who rely on others to tell them what to do. So all athletes were assessed in six different areas of self-regulation. Planning, self-monitoring, evaluation, reflection, effort, and self-efficacy. Then, the national-level athletes' results were compared with the international-level athletes to see if there were any differences between the two. And were there any differences? Well, it turns out there were no significant differences on these key self-regulation measures between the national and international-level competitors except in one area, namely reflection. All of the elite international athletes had average to high reflection scores, while the national-level athlete scores varied quite a bit. The authors suggest that in order to perform at the international level, it might be that an athlete has to have at least an average amount of skill in the area of self-reflection. This was something that also came up in a Dutch study of 444 elite and sub-elite youth soccer players conducted at around the same time. Although in this study, the elite athletes tended to have high scores not just in reflection, but effort as well. 
the authors suggest that reflecting on training and competition may help the elite athletes more clearly identify the weaknesses in their game, which makes it easier to strategically plan how to work on these in subsequent practices and games, which may increase motivation to address these areas in future training sessions as well. The idea is that since you don't really have time to do any meaningful reflection during a performance, or surgical procedure, or important speech, or important conversation with your partner, reflecting on these experiences afterwards can be a key part of the learning process. As described in one of my favorite books, Make It Stick, reflection can involve several cognitive activities that lead to stronger learning, retrieving knowledge and earlier training from memory, connecting these to new experiences, and visualizing and mentally rehearsing what you might do differently next time. It's important to keep in mind that these studies were correlational in design, so we can't know for certain if reflection was the key factor that caused the differences in performance, or if it was just some incidental variable. That said, self-reflection is an integral element in the self-regulated learning process for which there is a good bit of evidence, and it's something that comes up in a number of other studies. So it's a pretty good bet that there's something there and that self-reflection is worth experimenting with in your daily practice and performance preparation. So the next time you finish practicing, instead of rushing out of the practice room to whatever's next, try taking a minute to reflect on what you learned in your practice session and what you might try differently in your next one. Or after your next lesson, reflect for a moment on what you just learned. Or if you're the one teaching, maybe it's worth saving a minute or two at the end to help your student do a little bit of self-reflection on what they learned. Or after your next rehearsal or performance, reflect on what happened and what you might change next time to make things even better. You can find links to this week's study and other related practice hacks at bulletproofmusician.com blog. If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think would also enjoy experimenting with it during the coming week. And if you'd like to explore this sort of thing in more depth, whether it be to get more out of your daily practice or to get better at managing performance pressure and shrinking that gap between what you can do in the practice room and what comes out on stage, you can learn more about the live and self-paced courses that are available at bulletproofmusician.com courses.